This is on the left side, the Funny Football Show. First of all, I think we have to change the name of the VAR. It's not VAR, it's VR, video referee. And the video referee makes the decisions. You know, with all this talk of Jose Mourinho making a return to the Premier League, his entertaining press conferences, his anti-football, his desire to sign the manager Matic at any cost, it almost made me completely forget about one of his footballing superpowers. Blaming other people. There is one thing, and one thing only, that has become a true hallmark of a Jose Mourinho tenure, be it positive, negative or hugely destructive, and that is the special one's ability to blame pretty much everyone except himself when things don't go to plan. And as things don't really seem to be going particularly to plan right now in his new job at Spurs, Jose has been limbering up his special pointy finger of blame. First, it was after Tottenham suffered a shock defeat at the hands of relegation candidate Southampton, a game in which Jose was shown a yellow card after approaching the opposition's bench. But, of course, it wasn't his fault. You were given a yellow card. What happened when you went over to the Southampton bench? I deserved the the, the yellow card because I was rude, but I was rude with an idiot. Uh, so, but I clearly deserved a red card, that was rude. Remember about six weeks ago when Mourinho came into the Spurs job and he was all smiley and nice and pleasant? Well, it looks like he's gone back to his factory settings now. It's kind of an apology, but then it's not really an apology at all either. In fact, it's the kind of apology my six-year-old son makes when you force him into saying sorry. In other words, he may as well have just said this. I was rude to an idiot. Uh, who also smells of poo and who likes girls who have cooties. In fact, there's quite an impressive list of things and people that Jose Mourinho has blamed for his own failings. Bears, ball boys, his players, opposition tactics, doctors, other players, the football pitch and referees, Red Nap, Big Sam, pundits and VAR, his board, British red and gold, like technology... That is a genuine list, by the way, and it's pretty much everything except Brexit. Although he did once claim that he was getting the blame for Brexit, by the way. You know, if there is some difficulty to have the agreement of, um, of the Brexit, it's my fault. And Jose was back to form after Spurs drew with Borough in the FA Cup and his post-match press conference. And for me, it was so refreshing and flew in the faces for those who have claimed that Jose is back in the Premier League with no fresh ideas and nothing new to add to the game, because he found something else entirely to blame this time. I'm sure Mita are really happy with this description of their brand new £115 football. I think this ball is a beach ball. It's too light. I don't think it helps the players. Um, but that is not an excuse. Now, I don't think saying that something isn't an excuse directly after making an excuse really works, does it? It's kind of like saying, I'm not being racist, but... and then following up with something about Islam that would make Tommy Robinson ask you to tone it down a bit. Ooh. But even Jose couldn't steal all the limelight of the FA Cup in Spurs versus Borough. That particular sprinkling of gold dust was offered by the commentary team of Pat Nevin and Mark Dennison, who were having a little trouble with the name of Borough keeper Tomas Mahias. Lamella with the effort. And uh, Mahias saw it late and had to make the save to his left. Behind it goes for a corner kick. And it's because it bounced in front of Mahias. 
<laughs> My ass. You have to admit, that's uh, quite a talent he's got there, apparently, but it just gets better. In comes the cross, and Myas makes a comfortable save under no pressure. I think I prefer Nevin's Myas to Denison's Myas, personally. I'm just thankful there wasn't anyone called his cock playing. <laughs> OK, OK, let's have one more from this carry-on football archive, shall we? Deli Ali hits it first time over the top towards Son, and Myas will gather that ball in. As impressive as that sounds, I saw something very similar in Thailand once. I'm not sure at what point exactly they decided that Thomas Mahias was going to be rechristened Thomas My Ass, but I imagine it was probably all a misunderstanding in the production meeting. What about the bird keeper? How do you say his name? I think it's Spanish, so maybe Mijas? No, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Mias. Dave, Dave, how, how do you say this fella's name? It's me ass, isn't it? I'm sure it's me ass. You what? Me ass? My ass. There would have been a fair few Evertonians who would have been hoping for a sprinkling of FA Cup magic as well when their team visited Anfield, a place that hasn't seen a blue victory for over 21 years. With Liverpool fielding a very young and very inexperienced team and the Toffees newly invigorated by the arrival of new boss Carlo Ancelotti, surely this was going to be their moment. That confidence would have only been increased by the cunning plan hatched by the Italian boss to beat Jurgen Klopp's seemingly unbeatable men. After all, this was a manager who had recently done the job with Napoli on Merseyside. Surely he knew the secret. Of course, the one manager to have beaten Jurgen Klopp this season as well. So what is the secret? To score more goals. There you go. That's the kind of tactical insight that 12 million quid a year gets you. Might as well have stuck with Duncan Ferguson. Speaking of big dunk, there have been some who have been wondering what has happened to the Scotsman since the arrival of Ancelotti. Officially, he's the big man's assistant, but was he actually going to be sidelined rather than standing, jumping up and down and shouting on the touchline next to Ancelotti? Well, according to The Athletic, that isn't the case at all. The Scots has been given the job of keeping the passion from his caretaker spell going in both the dressing room and the terraces. So, he's a cheerleader. Is he going to get some of those little pom-poms and that skirt too? Get me a Get me a being given the job of keeping the passion going is the equivalent to getting a five-year-old to open a packet of bread sauce because they really want to help with Christmas dinner, isn't it? It's just something to make them feel important, but also something they can't completely fuck up. It turns out that neither Big Dunk's passion or Carlo's tactical masterstroke wasn't enough and Everton's winless run continued as they were beaten by a group of players so young they were probably given the job of opening the bread sauce at Christmas. The best story of the week, however, happened outside of the FA Cup altogether. The, the best, best story of the week, however, happened outside the FA Cup. <clears throat> it was part of the fallout from the old firm derby north of the wall. During Rangers' game versus Celtic, Celtic midfielder Ryan Christie clearly took the warning that Alfredo Morales was a right handful the wrong way and attempted to stop him in his tracks by grabbing his genitals. An act which he has now been handed a three-match ban for. It seems a little harsh considering Morales himself performed a very similar public hand job on the pitch just a few months before and got off scot-free. A small saving grace for Christie and Celtic is that the three matches he misses 
he would have missed anyway because, in a huge twist of irony, he is scheduled for his own groin surgery. Maybe as some kind of restorative justice, that surgery could be performed by Morales. If you're asking me, it should have never been a ban in the first place. In fact, it should have never even been a foul. Because by the rules of the game, he clearly got the ball. And the shaft as well. Right, that's it for this week's On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. Please come back next week. And if you want to save the effort of finding us in amongst the podcasting swamp of many footballing shows, then why not hit your subscribe button if you're on Apple Podcasts or follow if you're on Spotify or whatever it is, however you listen to podcasts, and make sure we send you the next episode as soon as it's ready. Plus, you can follow us on Twitter. We'll let you know when the next show's ready there as well. At On The Left Side, if you want to find us there. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Me ass. Me ass. Mejias. Mejias.